Hi, everybody. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue, tantric dating, how we can better connect with our partners through touch, breath, and awareness, and not just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or how to be a better lover. Really, that's what this is about. You also say tantra is freeing energy and expanding consciousness to live an exceptional life. What do you mean by that? So um, many of us have stuck energy in our bodies. Um, maybe it was from trauma. Maybe it was from indoctrination or conditioning in our lives. You know, we were growing up and we were either not taught anything or we were taught to be a certain way sexually. Um, there's many different types of touch and I teach and have learned um, the five elements of touch. There's air touch, which is very light and tickling and very nourishing. Um, fire touch, which can awaken the body. So all these types of touch I can teach. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. When people hear the word Tantra, I think we think of sex, and I, I know I did, but the meaning behind Tantra is actually connection, connection with yourself and or your partner. So that's really nice, right? The word actually means um, to weave energy. Isn't that interesting? Breathing, meditation, also comes in all that. So I think when it comes to intimacy, most women want their partner to hold them more, touch them more, listen to them more. And most men just want more sex. But what we all want is pleasure and connection. And I personally feel very connected to my partner. Um, and when one of my friends did a session in Tantra dating recently, this is for single and married people, by the way, I was like, I don't need that. And she said she too was very satisfied in her relationship, but she and her boyfriend tried it anyway. And she told me after that they had this two hour session of just touching and breathing. It's a little more than that. Or guess we'll explain. But she said they love feeling having a deeper connection with each other and they kept their clothes on for the session. Isn't that interesting? How do we do that? We're going to find out. Today's guest is Justin Gottlieb. He's a Tantra practitioner and sexual freedom coach. That's an interesting title. Justin, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me, Lynn. Happy so, to be here. what led you to this work? Um, I was um, in the corporate world for a very long time, doing finance and sales, and eventually I just found myself feeling unfulfilled. So I um, did a training that was more like a business, Tony Robbins kind of training, and it opened my mind and my eyes to spirituality. And once I got into that world, I started doing breath work and some of these other uh, more spiritual practices, and it had me realize I need to change my whole life. I need to quit my job, I need to travel the world, and I want to come back doing something that's in service and something that I enjoy doing every day. And um, that's where Tantra came in. Well, you got that all from breathing. <laughs> believe it or not. And, and let me tell you something. I didn't believe that you know all this spiritual mumbo jumbo was real until I did a breathwork session hmm. and my whole energy changed. My hands were tingling. I felt ecstasy. I felt bliss in just from my breath. And that made me say, okay, there's something here. Let me dive deeper into this world. And then I found out that our sexual energy is the most powerful energy we have. It creates another human being. It creates consciousness. It can create this orgasmic bliss that we experience. Well, what else can we do with it? And that's um, where I play, and that's the world that um, I'm, I'm really deep into now and offering as, as services and teachings for others. So what is Tantra? So the word Tantra comes from Sanskrit, and it really means uh, two things, weaving, as you mentioned, and also expansion. So I look at it as something more than that. I look at it as self-acceptance, self-love, and presence. Hmm. So if we can really just live our lives with those three tenets, we're living tantrically. 
And Tantra really includes yoga. It includes breath work. It includes meditation, um, Tantra massage. It includes energy work. So it's really a whole lifestyle. So describe one of your sessions. You have such an interesting title. You're, you practice Tantra and you're a sexual freedom coach. So, so if a couple, let's, let's pretend we're a couple, you know, a couple's coming into your place. Mm-hmm. What happens? What do you do with them? So first off, each of them fills out an intake form. Okay. And the intake form is going to allow me to understand their past and where they're at presently and what their intention is and where they want to go. So it's going to have questions all about sexuality. It's going to have questions about relationships, family, self-love, um, you know, even things that like, how do you feel about your genitals? So really hmm. understanding what is their, where are they at? What kind of question is that? I like them. They're useful. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Some people might just say like, oh, I love my genitals. Or some people like, I hate them. You know, I oh, want really? to change them. And, oh. and that just gives me some clues into where they're at. And again, if, if Tantra is a lot about self-acceptance, that's a place we got to work on. We want to love and accept our body. We want to love and accept where we're at so that if we choose to change and move somewhere else, um, we can do that with free energy, not being in resistance to what is. So the couple fills out the questionnaire, you find out what their hangups are and what they want, and then what happens? So then I, I read all that beforehand, they come in and we just sit down, relax, have a beautiful space um, that's very meditative that they come into. Um, and based on the form, um, we'll talk. We'll talk about what's going on, why they're here, um, any of the major points that came up. And then we talk about the most important part, which is what are their boundaries? And the boundaries are what create a safe container. So if they say, for example, um, we'd really like to do some exercises where you guide us, but we want to keep our clothes on, Mm -hmm. or we don't want you to touch either of us, or we do want this or that, um, that's where we we play in. So the clients are the ones who really direct what kind of session it is and where it goes. But you're not not involved in sex with them. You're you're guiding them how, physically? Yeah, so I don't don't have sex with any of my clients, Mm -hmm. but... Um, I may give them different exercises that could include something like eye gazing. Um, it could be certain breathing exercises they do together. They're exercises around intimacy. Um, it could also be exercises around conscious touch. Many of us don't know like, what it's like to truly touch someone giving rather than receiving. You know, a lot of men. What do you, yeah. A lot of men in this world, for example, you know, if, if you were standing there naked and they're, and they're like, you know, you can touch me however you want, they're going to go to certain places, right? Mm-hmm. Genitals. <laughs> more, more likely, right? right? More than likely. And what if it was, hey, can you touch me for me? Giving to me. Give me the gift. Mm. What does that look like? Um, there's many different types of touch, and I teach and have learned um, the five elements of touch. So there's different strokes, like water strokes, which are very fluid and flowing. There's air touch, which is very light and tickling and very nourishing. Um, fire touch, which can awaken the body. So all these types of touch I can teach, and you find that maybe your partner really likes a certain type of touch. Oh, Some that are very sensitive to energy might like ether touch, where you just place your hands above the body. and You don't actually touch mm. the body, and you can move with the flow of energy. So there's a lot of new things, and I call this conscious sexuality, that many people don't know. And even if you have the most amazing sex life, there are things to learn. And like we said, Tantra is about expansion. How big can big be when it comes to love, when it comes to your pleasure, when it comes to intimacy? So do you find that, mm, in general, people come to you because, uh, like, let's stay with the couples, because you you don't have to be a couple to come to you, but um, because they... Like I said earlier, men generally want to have more sex or women want more intimacy or what is the general feeling? 
Yeah, there's a lot of reasons that couples might come to me. Um, a lot of people are in sexless relationships, and they they love their partner, and they want to light a fire somehow, and they've really tried everything. And they're like, well, what 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 else can we do? So I do work around that. Um, How would you help a couple like that? Uh, I'm working with a couple right now, and um, we do... First, I, I work with them individually, so I get to really see what's going on with them, and then I bring them together. And they tell me about what their intentions are, what their hang-ups have been, etc. Um, I might have them list some of their fantasies, right? And really take, take out the shame. And really just say, like, these are things that turn me on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the other person has to do it. It doesn't mean it's going to have to come into reality. But sometimes just... Um, expressing yourself can cause a freedom. And this is why I call myself a sexual freedom coach is find your truth and be free with who you are and what you want and be honest and open with your partner about that. Okay. So if a couple says this is, or somebody in the relationship says, this is my fantasy, I've been embarrassed to say it's so weird. And the other person isn't into it. Um, does that create even verbalizing it some mm-hmm. sort of intimacy? Well, we talk about um, how it's not about that person. So if you're hearing your partners describe their fantasies and you're feeling jealous, you're feeling any kind of way, that's what you get to find a, to kind of work with. And we'll work, I'll work with that person on that. And they, raise, they basically raise their hand and say, okay, I'm feeling anger right now that because they just said this fantasy. Okay, yeah. where's that coming from? So this is deep work mm. that goes to the individual and the relationship. I see it as three different parts. You have one individual, the other individual, and the relationship. So we work on all three. And um, yeah, sure, expressing yourself, expressing your fantasies, that can be something enough that creates a new possibility in the relationship. How do you help somebody work on the jealousy factor, for example? Well, self-acceptance is the first thing. Jealousy is okay. You know, jealousy is a part of the human, uh, our human experience. So that's thinking that you shouldn't be jealous is the first problem. You know, you can mm-hmm. have jealousy that will come up, but do you react or do you respond to it? And I help people respond to it. Stop and breathe and think about it. What is your goal here? Like, what is your vision in this relationship? Is it to go yell at your partner because they were talking to another woman or something like that? Or is it more to breathe and have a really conscious conversation and let them know that, hey, I'm feeling this kind of way. This is how you might be able to make me feel safe. For example, what? Um, Perhaps um, showing more attention to that partner, perhaps having a deep conversation with them, letting them know, hey, you know, I'm talking to this person. They're a friend of mine. This is nothing sexual or any intimate situation here. And I totally honor your feelings. How can I support you? How can I make you feel safe? So, okay. So you give some great examples on touch uh, conscious touch, five different elements, elements of mm-hmm. conscious touch, um, sharing fantasies, being open and honest. What other things? So the couples, I'm just visualizing them sitting there with their clothes on. You're the coach mm-hmm. and they're touching. And what else? So it, it depends on the session, but I might mm-hmm. direct them and teach them how to do massage on each other. And Tantra massage is different than other types of massage in that it's really focusing on moving energy. And for men, our energy, and I'll just say masculine forward people, we all have masculine and feminine energy within. So masculine forward people, generally their energy may be concentrated in their genitals. And let's just say man, it's concentrated in his lingam, and that's the uh, Sanskrit word for penis. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we'll do in those kind of sessions is move that energy outward outward towards the rest of the body so that he might be able to flow a bit more and feel more connected to the divine and how could he, how do you move that energy in a uh, session? you can do it with energy work you can do it with breathing you can do it with movement and certainly you can do it with different types of touch hmm. so i could direct the partner on how to do all of those things he does it himself uh he does it himself the partner can do them yeah or you can go to a practitioner who works on that as well you mentioned um 
something like conscious gazing or gazing eye gazing. Yeah. Eye gazing. What is that? So gazing into someone's eyes is extremely intimate. You'll notice someone who has issues around intimacy if you're looking into their eyes and they're trying to look away, they're squirming out of it. Um, so just breathing and being there with each other. And in Tantra, we look into the person's left eye. The left eye is the receiving eye. And that allows, <laughs> <you> to, <laughs> that allows you to receive the other person. So, hey, I see you. You know, and we could be in a space of just truly seeing this person and honoring them and adoring them just with our eye gaze. Is it difficult for most people in the beginning? I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, more yeah. than like a few seconds. You yeah. start laughing or are people uncomfortable? Sometimes they're uncomfortable. But think about the society we live in where anytime we're uncomfortable, we just go look at our phone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to catch anyone's eyes. I mean, I lived in New York City and I'd walk around and see hundreds of people in a day and barely anyone would, would catch an eye. They mm. would just be looking down and away and avoiding. And again, we're talking about connection. We want to really love each other and be there for each other. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It can just be a friend looking into another friend's eyes saying, I see you. I care for you. And it can be very emotional. Yeah. What's happened sometimes? What do you mean by emotional with some couples when they eye gaze? It, it's, it's surprising if in my session there isn't emotions coming up that someone might start crying. Um, even if it's laughing, laughing's okay. You know, these are the emotions that we want to experience. And some of the deeper work that I do, especially with women or men who have had trauma, um, we want to accept and welcome all that comes up in the session. If they start hysterically laughing, great. I'm not going to be like, hey, what are you laughing at, right? If they start crying, I'm going to just hold space for them to cry. Um, we don't want people to feel like they can't have their emotions expressed. And sometimes these are tears that maybe they meant were hoping to cry as a child, but they couldn't. They were told not to cry. Hmm. Uh, maybe it was a laugh that they had to hold in because they had to be quiet as a child, and now that laugh is coming up. So we allow them to express themselves and know that it's a safe space for whatever needs to happen. You say that you can show people how to come back to their heart and body. Mm -hmm. Aren't we already in our body? We're in our body, but not in a conscious way, not mm. in a mindful way. So this is why a lot of people are doing meditation, is to really breathe and get out of your head and start to be the observer of yourself. And when you can do that, you can actually feel your body a lot more. Okay, I know what you're talking about, because I've, I'm, I've been doing lifelong work, it seems like, on con being conscious. But explain that to some people listening, saying, what? What's the observer? Well, we can get lost in our thoughts, and our yes. thoughts can control us, or we can see those thoughts go by just like jealousy. Oh my God, my girlfriend is talking to that guy, and I'm feeling so angry, I'm, uh, I'm going to go do something. Or, <clears throat> I'm noticing, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm noticing these feelings, and um, I'm going to do something that serves me. So I can see it, and then respond to it, rather than it's an immediate it comes up and then it's in my thoughts and you it's react right reacting so consciousness is that space between th thought and reacting exactly okay exactly so um you also say tantra is freeing energy and expanding consciousness to live an exceptional life what do you mean by that so um, many of us have stuck energy in our bodies. Um, maybe it was from trauma. Maybe it was from indoctrination or conditioning in our lives. You know, we were growing up and we were either not taught anything or we were taught to be a certain way sexually. You know, don't masturbate. That's not okay. Don't have sex until you're married. Uh, don't touch yourself. All these other things that, you know, someone just heaped upon us. And this is why I call myself a sexual freedom coach. I want people to be freely choose what they want. You know, maybe they've been having sex with the gender that they were just told to have sex with their whole lives, but they're actually gay. 
be free and explore that. You know, maybe you have a fetish that you've always wanted to have and, and to experience, but you've been so shamed about it that you can't let it come up. A lot of this stuff can get trapped in the body, this energetic mm. body. Think about someone who may have been abused. Their body was trying to protect itself when they couldn't, right? So it tenses up. They hold their breath. They're, they're really just contracting. And when you can work with these tantric exercises, you can start to free that energy and move that energy. And we work a lot with the chakras. And the chakras are just energy wheels, energy meridians that go throughout the body. And the sacral and the root chakra are really low, and they're the earthly chakras. And a lot of the blockages can be going on right there, blockages around, I, I don't feel safe, I don't feel secure, uh, my sexual energy is, has some imbalances. And if we can free that energy by breathing and movement and tantra massage and all these other things, then suddenly that that energy starts to move up. And now we're starting to reach into the higher realms, and we feel better we feel our heart opening we feel our throat opening because we can express ourselves we even feel our third eye opening and now we're feeling this intuition and this connection to the divine going higher and higher how do you help couples who come to you and are in a sexless um, relationship more than likely because what children or busy or somebody has a physical ailment yeah, there could be all kinds of reasons. And, you know, unfortunately, more and more people are in relationships maybe that they shouldn't be in. So the first thing I say to my couples is, hey, um, we're going to help you guys. I'm going to help you guys find your truth here. And if the truth means that maybe this isn't the right relationship for you, that's something that is a possibility. I'm going to help you if both of your goals is to stay together and do all that, but really come into your own truth in this experience. Um, and that really works around the different exercises that we do, um, going deep into the past. And um, how can a, how can a couple figure that out by coming to you for you know tantric dating or tantric? you know, touch and consciousness. How can they find out? Wow. You're really not my guy. Well, it's, um, it's first it's in the, the, the talking, right? So mm -hmm. if you're willing to go to someone like me to explore this, that shows me that you do want to be together, that you want to work something out. True. If I found that the men in relationships are the most resistant to that, I don't want to go to some tantric guy and I, you know, and all that. Well, Okay, if you have a man who's willing to come and do this work, that's amazing. That's right. beautiful. What a great first step. That's intimacy in True. a way. And now we're going to dive deep. And maybe he starts to tell me, oh, well, I was told my whole life that showing my emotions is, is weak. Okay, all right, well, we're going to work on that. Well, that could be one reason why you're not having sex. You don't, mm. You're not expressing yourself. You've been told you have to do it like porn shows you to do it and be this kind of man. And, oh, if you don't get hard, then you're not a man. And all these other things. So we work to melt that away. And come back into what the truth is to have this man come into his heart and i know from experience you know my whole life i was unemotional i was told i was emotionally unavailable i was very much in my masculine energy in a way that was just like i'm just gonna get things done my emotions are not that important and i'm not going to show them certainly to the point that it just kind of became my mo that's just kind of how i operated so tantra has helped me step more into my feminine energy allow myself to receive to stay connected to breathe to feel hmm. so that's one way that you know a man in a relationship might start to open up and that's typically what the woman wants is this man to finally open up to be there for her to hold space for her to show that he really cares absolutely not just go through the motions mm -hmm. yeah so this is this is about my friend describes to me as um Tantric as more, I guess, Eastern way of thinking, not just Western way of thinking, which is, you know, the goal is orgasm. This, the goal here is what? 
there is no goal. That's the goal. Mm. <laughs> so imagine going into an intimate or sexual situation without any goal. If there's a goal, the closest one I tell people is the goal is to be present, just to be present with your partner. And if you're able to be present, you'll actually have all the gifts show up for you instead mm -hmm. of you saying, this is what the gift is. I'm mm -hmm. going to have sex with you and she better orgasm or mm -hmm. I better orgasm. Well, maybe that's not what the body really wants in that moment. And it's very visible with, for example, a man who's not erect. Mm -hmm. Yet, what do we try and do? Yeah, try to get fix himself it. out, fix right. it, fix the problem. That's mm -hmm. the masculine energy going. We got to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. But when you have no goal, you can allow it to just say, okay, well, maybe this is a moment for us to just hold each other. Maybe we should just eye gaze. Maybe I should just give him a nice massage. Um, but to just trust that the universe and the body and everything is working the way that it needs to. And I'll give you an example. I was a demo model in one of my Tantra trainings and in front of 30 people, I was receiving a Tantra massage from a beautiful goddess and I couldn't for the life of me get erect. It just wasn't happening. And in that moment I was like, well, I'm not supposed to have a goal. This is Tantra. I'm just going to surrender. And in that moment I started crying. I oh my cried tears I never felt before. It was just a stream of tears. What was that about you think? It, it was that my sexuality, my sexual energy was just fine, but my emotions were stuffed down. Mm. And when I finally let go and said, I don't, there's no goal. I don't need to get hard for this mm -hmm. experience. I just get to like trust what needed to happen was happened. And for all the people watching that demo, they got to see a man, a very masculine forward man, just surrender and trust and saw his emotions come out. And to me that, and what everyone else told me was that was much more valuable than mm. seeing a lingam massage demo. How very brave of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and 30 people, too. I would imagine being conscious and being present during, we'll just call it intimacy, makes intimacy so much better. It really does. I mean, it's amazing to be able to be there, right? Instead of being in your head, yes. fantasizing yes. and all these other things that we do. Um, like I said, there's a lot of different gifts that you find, and maybe those gifts are in holding each other. Maybe those gifts are in, um, you know, the, the lead up, right? We talk a lot about foreplay and how important that is for the woman, but what about for the man? You know, we're trying to get right to it, but how about we just be with it and explore what else is possible? What are the top three things, um, your top pieces of advice, three pieces of advice on people listening on how to be a better lover? Um, I think the first thing is to talk first. So really explore what it is that you're trying to create and set an intention. This is something that's very tantric is that, you know, our sexual energy is so powerful. It creates another human being. Why couldn't it also create something else in your life or in your relationship? So imagine sitting down and before sex, you look into your partner's eyes, you breathe and you say, what do we want to create with this beautiful union that we're about to, to put together? Nobody talks like that, Justin. Nobody does. And <laughs> no. guess what? You sure can. Okay. Um, so before sex, we sit down and we say, what do we want to create? Yeah. What's, what's, our, what's your intention for this okay. sexual experience? You know, and maybe it's, you know what? I'm really looking to get a raise at work. Mm -hmm. um, or, maybe, <laughs> or maybe it's, hey, I want to, you know, be more understanding and compassionate to you. What do you mean, what does getting a raise at work have to do with having sex? Your intention, your sexual energy does not just stay in the bedroom, right? Huh. This is something that's emanating through you at all times. And if we're using the most powerful energy to manifest something, which is really what Tantra is talking about, is manifesting with your sexual energy, not just orgasms and babies, but what, what else can I create? You know, if I'm a single guy and I'm using my sexual energy and, and self-pleasure and I'm like, I want to call in the most beautiful, amazing lover and, and I set that intention hmm. and I use my sexual energy to lock that in, um, the universe will listen. That and is so interesting. 
Yeah, so it's a great way to start any kind of intimate experience. I'm going to ask to win the lottery <laughs> next time. Okay, number one, talk. talk. What would be number your second piece of advice on uh, how to be a better lover? Um, express yourself during the sexual experience. When I say express yourself, I mean talk if you want to, but also sound. A lot of us are not sounding out, and especially men, and I can say I've fallen victim to this, is I thought, eh, it's weird for me to like start moaning or to, to yell out in pleasure or to like let it be known that I'm about to orgasm. And, you know, one of my teachers once said that it's not necessarily that um, sound follows pleasure, but maybe that pleasure follows sound. And maybe that we, when we open up mm. our throat chakra and we let ourselves express and we make that noise, we scream from the rooftops, that then you have that expansive orgasm or that deep connection with your partner um, or feel like you've just traveled into the astral in this divine experience. So to sound out, to express yourself, to tell someone what you like or I don't like that. Be really clear. You know, most partners really could benefit from communicating during sex, from sounding. How great would it be if I knew that my partner was about to climax because she was being so demonstrative about it and and, and letting it out? It's she was beautiful. roaring like a lioness. Exactly. And for, for the men, too. I mean, women are probably sitting there going, I don't know if this guy's alive or not right now. All he's doing mm. is like a machine. Well, maybe to express yourself, I like that, I don't like that, or could you do this, or whatever it may be, but to just not have this be some silent, awkward experience, or something where you feel like you can't let it out. And that includes emotions. Um, to have a, I mean, I've seen in many experiences, both in tantra massages and in sexual experiences, after the woman orgasms, she starts to cry. And most men don't know what to do with that. They're like, oh my God, did I hurt you, or what's wrong? And instead of doing that, maybe just holding her heart, looking into her eyes and letting her know that's okay and allow her emotions to come up because this is a divine experience, this sexual encounter, especially when it's um, done tantrically and in a conscious way. So holding that kind of space for each other and expression during sexuality is absolutely powerful and important. What about your third tip? Third tip I'm going to say is aftercare. What's that? So after a intimate experience, doesn't have to be sexual, to really talk about it and to make sure that you're there. You don't just get up and go to the fridge or go walk away, but to be there and hold each other and continue that intimacy in a way that like we really honored this, each other and this experience. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you can do that and you can talk about it. What, what is the kind of aftercare that you really need um, after we have sex or after we uh, give each other a massage? You know, because I think most people have had experiences where someone like just went onto their phone or just like got up and left or and talked about what are you doing today? What's going on? Yeah, and, and you really can just like really miss out on what mm. was an amazing, beautiful, maybe healing experience mm -hmm. and just jump right back into life. Right. So instead, I suggest that you talk, you be there with each other, you breathe with each other. There's a, a, a spooning position you can lay in um, if it's a you know male and female or or any it doesn't even matter actually. But mm -hmm. you have the the man let's say lay in the back on his side on his left side. The woman's laying in front of him on her left side. All your chakras are aligned, and he has his hand under her neck, kind of as a pillow for her, and his hand on her heart, and you just lay there and breathe. And allow the chakras to kind of communicate because those mm. energy meridians are communicating even if you're not saying a word. And it really allows for some beautiful grounding in that experience that you just had. And for, you were just mentioning men and women, same-sex couples, do they seem to have the same issues? 
Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I do have a lot of clients that come to me that are, um, you know, they're gay or, or other. And you know what? The problem is, is that Tantra was, was created thousands of years ago, right? So there's not a lot of Tantra teachings and things that were expressly, that were created in the sense for, um, same sex couples. So, um, it's definitely something that's still being worked on. And um, I, I ask for patience from people on it because it's just really difficult. You know, a puja, for example, is a tantric, um, um, ceremony and it's, it's a worship ceremony. And how it was typically done was that the women would be on the inside of a circle and facing out and the men would be on the outside of the circle facing in. And you basically spend a few moments with each person and you do a tantric exercise. Maybe you dance with them. Maybe you'd eye gaze. Maybe you'd take a rose and you'd rub it down their skin. And, um, you know, the facilitator of this puja would say, okay, now we're going to move on to the next person. So you've got to kind of worship another person for two minutes or three minutes or whatever it was. Well, now it's like, okay, well, women on the inside. Well, what if you don't identify as a man or a woman? Mm -hmm. Now, where do you go in the circle? So there's a lot of um, work that needs to be done in the tantric community to make all that work. <laughs> and um, it's important. Um, so, um, but the, the main principles of Tantra work for anybody, right? Sexual energy. Everyone has it. Even if you choose to be celibate, you still have sexual energy and to be able to work with it conscious consciously to breathe to move to sound um, all of that is available for anyone so we call this uh i call this tantric dating in the beginning of this podcast but um i did know somebody who actually went on a first date doing tantra with this person he never met and he said it was amazing have you ever done that with your clients, or do you know of that? So it's interesting because you know what, what does that mean, tantra? Right? right. I think it was there was an episode of The Bachelor recently where they did like tantra, and it was more yoga, right? So yoga is a part of tantra. So yeah, that's tantra. And can you go on a first date and do yoga? Of course. Um, breathing and doing breathing exercises that'd be great. You know, um, there's something called a tantric date, and I actually created a guide for one. So I have a written out tantric date hmm. with different exercises that you could do with yourself or if you have a partner and do it with them. And again, they're all different intimacy exercises that can help you bring you closer to your heart, back into your body, out of your head, and it could be very healing. Um, so that certainly could be done, but you know, of course, if there's more sexual experiences that someone wouldn't feel comfortable with, you wouldn't do that on a first date. Right. But it's really all about somebody's comfort level, and that's why I always talk about boundaries. Boundaries are number one, and as well as desires. My theory has been that if you can be very strong in your boundaries, that means you're going to feel safe. So for example, if someone's, um, you know, receiving a Tantra massage and boundaries were discussed and they said, okay, there'll be no sex, no sexual penetration in this, in this experience. Um, I don't want you to touch my butt, for example, whatever it is. Mm. And that's all honored. Now this person can relax into that massage and that experience. And now their body can open up. There's room for healing and, and potential, you know, new levels of pleasure. That's why boundaries are so important. And that doesn't have to be in just a massage. How about in your life? Some people I remember on the New York City subways, you know, there'd be some creepy person like rubbing on someone's butt mm -hmm. when they're in the crowded subway. And that person just didn't say anything. They just, they froze, right? Women are so guilty of that. Yeah. And, and some, I mean, I'm not saying it's their fault. It's just to be strong in your boundaries and say, mm -hmm. hey, what are you doing? No, that's not okay. Or just to move away or whatever right. it is. Your body thanks you for that. Your right. body goes, oh my God, that's healing. I know that this, this person who's the spirit that's in my vessel here is protecting me. So if you can do that, and then also on the other side, you can voice your desires because you have this vessel, this body that allows you to experience all kinds of pleasure and all kinds of beautiful things that you can go on hikes, you can watch sunsets, you can taste beautiful fruits and things like that. 
well, do it, you know, voice your desires. Don't have these dreams that you let die um, in your life. Um, if you can do those two things, you can really create an expansive tantric lifestyle. When you talk about boundaries, have you ever come across a couple who uh, one person had a boundary, but it was the desire of the other partner? And, and if so, what do you do with that? Yeah, so no one should ever break someone's boundaries. That's it. So if someone's biggest fantasy is to do something that's a huge boundary for the other, well, that gets to be expressed in a different way, or it doesn't get to be expressed with that person. You know, and there might be couples that are very open and they might say, you know what, that's an, a hard no for me. But if you want to go experience that with someone else, be my guest. Or they may just say, listen, that's something I'm never, ever going to be okay with. So if it's that important for you, um, you know, maybe this relationship isn't, isn't going to work. So I'm, I'm about being brutally honest. You mm -hmm. know, we, we get to be unapologetically authentic all the time and who we are. Otherwise, we're putting on a mask. And then you might have someone fall in love with a mask and 20 years later you go, wow, we just totally wasted 20 years yeah. because we did not be real with each other. And be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. When you talked about um, tantric dating and the exercises that you list, what are some of the things that you that you offer? Um, in the tantric date? Yeah. yeah so one, one is very simple one that anyone could do any day. And it's mindful bathing. Okay, mm. so we all take a shower, a bath, or whatever almost every day, right? Maybe twice a day. And how many times do we just step into that shower, wash off, and get out? It's mm -hmm. just again mechanics, like some thinking people's about sex other life. things. Me. Thinking about other things. <laughs> now imagine you go in, you set an intention for your day. Today, this is what I'm going to get done, or today, this is the how I'm going to be. I'm going to be more loving today. Mm. And you go into that shower, and you have your favorite soap, and you have. Uh, the shower just to the right temperature and you start taking some breaths as you feel the water dripping down your body and you're noticing each droplet and how it feels mm. and the scent and aroma of the soap and all of a sudden you're getting the chills you're getting like this orgasmic feeling you're feeling that's the, some this, shower you're having <laughs> right it's like that herbal essence commercial where she's <laughs> so you, you you know you can you can have that kind of experience and it could be five minute shower and now mm. instead of your shower being just a routine your shower has become a, an exercise in Tantra. And now imagine doing that with your partner and washing each other and not washing them in a sexual or sensual way, but washing them in a way like they're being nurtured and cared for. Mm. You know, there's something that's so beautiful about washing someone else, bathing someone else. It brings you back to maybe when you were a baby or child being taken and care of, being yeah. taken care mm -hmm. of by your partner. Mm -hmm. So you're really talking about consciousness, being more conscious, period which you know i think i'll just speak for myself i struggle with it's a challenge but i just want to for those listening the shower justin is a great example and it's very meditative it sounds like so when we do have a thought because let's say somebody's listening and they're going to try to take a conscious shower tonight you know when your thoughts do drift oh i need to do this i need to do that oh my gosh i'm, I'm not conscious again it's okay we shouldn't judge ourselves come back to the conscious shower or the droplets or bathing yourself exactly yeah. and that's why you know meditation so great is because you just keep coming back to your breath right mm. you have the thought you get stuck in your thought okay let it move by like a cloud and i'm back to observing right. the thoughts and now i'm back into my body and yeah you could do that with the scent you know of whatever soap you you, you know i love soap i love scent so for me that's a big thing keep coming back to the aroma you know beautiful okay so what is your best advice for life in a sentence on how to be a better lover. Mm. Be present 
communicative and authentic. Beautiful. Present, communicative, and authentic. Mm-hmm. Justin's top three tips were talk before you, there is intimacy. Mm-hmm. Communicate <laughs> and during. <laughs> uh, two, express yourself during mm-hmm. intimacy. And three, your tip was aftercare. Mm-hmm. Talk about what each needs after, whether it's spooning or whatever it is, holding, not just jump up, see ya, gotta go. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So if you want to get a hold of Justin, you can find him on Instagram at Tantra Love Coach. You can also find him on his website. It's a really great website, uh, tantralovecoach.com. Thank you so much, Lynn. Thank you. I'm definitely going to <laughs> practice conscious everything, even, you know, all bathroom activities, <laughs> makeup, application, whatever, but and bring that into uh, the bedroom. Absolutely. And if anyone out there is listening and wants to message me on Instagram, I'll send you my, my tantric date guide, and you can practice some of these exercises for yourself or with your partner. Fantastic. Thank you, Justin. Have a conscious rest of your day. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Thanks, everyone. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.